My name is Audrey Aikens, and you're listening to the very first episode of the podcast, It's Too Wonderful. Oh my gosh, I am so excited that this is finally happening. If you haven't already, go listen to episode zero to learn a bit more about why I chose the title and my hope for you right now listening to this. For my first guest, I'm having one of my best friends and my roommate now for over three years on the show, LJ Alm. LJ has been an integral part of my testimony and how I've come to love the Lord in a deeper way. She's been walking with Jesus for over 10 years now, and her knowledge of the word absolutely blows me away. I am so excited for you to listen to our conversation. I'll be linking verses and a sermon we talk about in the show notes, so keep an eye out for that, and please leave a review so I can see what y'all think. LJ, welcome to It's Too Wonderful. <laughs> You're here. I'm here. <laughs> You're my first guest. The first question I want to ask you is, what are you looking forward to about today? About today. Like in this moment. I'm a rock climber. Yeah, and you are. So I get to climb some rocks today with some friends and that'll be really sweet. And then we're going to see the Jesus Revolution movie. Yeah, we are. I feel super excited I'm about really that. I'm really excited Like about super that. excited. I just wanted to ask that because we had Bible study yesterday and one of our friends asked us like, what's a way that we behave when we're being passive? Mm. And... My response was just to like remember to be grateful for things. <laughs> I feel like just when you're in each day being like, okay, what can I look forward to about today? Or mm. not even what can I look forward to, but like what's a gift in today? What's a gift? Like what's a way that like God gives me a little starfish? Yeah. Do you want to explain what that oh, is? What I <laughs> love to. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, I read this book in high school called Captivating by John and Stacey Eldridge. It's wonderful. Not more wonderful than the Bible itself, so but true. it's wonderful. Yeah. And ha, it's sorry. Did ha, you do that on purpose? <laughs> no, I actually did it. Man, okay, that's funny. I live to just plug your work always that's funny. at all times. I read this book in high school called Captivating and it is about biblical femininity, about being a woman of God and kind of like breaking down and like understanding from a scriptural like what do we know to be true about women kind of way of like uh, like proverbs 31 but like hey like let's what does this mean <laughs> and then lots of other super awesome details and there is this little section of this book where the woman stacy there john and stacy are married and how he like went on this walk to go spend time with God as one does. And he, they were like at a beach somewhere and my dog fully just sees a whale, like a mm. whale like jumps and yeah. is like, bah, bah, and Dang. he's like, good morning, God, I see you. And she, and he comes back and he's like, Stacy, I saw this whale, like God, it was sick. And she's like, that's awesome. I'm going to go for my little prayer walk now. And she's like, God, you best be giving me a <laughs> whale. <laughs> what <laughs> that's just funny yeah keep yeah going. you got you best give me a whale right about now and there's no whale and mm. she's like what the buns is that like this sucks and then she turns the corner of the beach and it's covered in like hundreds of little colorful starfish and like she gets to go and pick them up and play with them and yeah. like hold them in her hands mm. and it was like she didn't need a whale that day like she needed to be able to go and touch them and see them mm, and like yeah experience them tangibly 
and like how that was so much more of a gift to her than a whale could have been because a a whale was john's like that is what john needed to see Mm -hmm. like god's power and might and presence like right there but she got something unique something that she could hold in her hands and touch and say like god i'm seeing you anyways that is the starfish bay um there i have this little note that's just called perfect moments that i Mm -hmm. like i think it was over christmas break or something where i was like these were just perfect and they were so mundane Mm -hmm. but like i literally cried about it later that night (laughs) because like the presence of god is just so powerful in these literally it was my mom picking me up from the airport and she had a water bottle in the car and like a snack and i was like that's the most precious mom Mm -hmm. thing ever um we went to dinner and then it started to rain and i'll talk about this more later probably my mom has brain cancer Mm -hmm. and so she is a little unstable sometimes and i like grabbed her hand and we were in like these cute dresses and we just like ran through the rain Mm. and it was like adorable right to like like cry for what reason like it's literally just god um the like the smell of of my house when i take the first step Mm -hmm. in and it's like i can't like actually put a label on what all the smells are but it's perfect yeah um lighting candles in my room before i went to bed because i could and like why not and then like sipping sleepy time tea in my favorite pjs talking Mm with my mom it was like 11 at night and she was arranging flowers and she literally arranged like six vases. Oh my gosh. And just like watching her like be hospitable and like yeah. make beautiful things for the sake of beautiful things. And I was like, these are perfect yeah. moments. Like they're perfect. And I feel like you have to, like, there's an element of you have to kind of prepare, not prepare, but just like orient your heart in a way that's like ready to receive those. Yes. And that's like aware of those things happening. Because it's so easy to like be in a cloud, if you will, and just kind of like not, not see like what's right in front of you. No, you know? literally, it like it takes this like, you have to have truly like this biblical worldview of like God, like how am I encountering you today? Yeah. And like, we know from scripture that like s- simply every good and perfect thing is from above. So mm-hmm. if it's good, it's literally like anything good. It's um, from the Lord. It's from the Lord. Yeah. And so like any sweetness that we experience through any day is actually like general revelation, God revealing himself to people, to us, like in just the world. And like it does take like a posture of humility and a yeah. posture of like, God, like I have open hands and an open heart and I am ready to see you and I'm ready to hear you and I am ready to just like ponder this in a i don't know in a sweet way but it does take a specific posture for sure yeah definitely i don't want to go too long in this without giving you like a proper intro oh yeah (laughs) like who who is this person talking right now so like to give you context we met lj and i met freshman year we're going on three years of living together but Let's rewind to like a little before that. I feel like what summarizes a lot of your pre-college life was dance and can of cook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, and there were a lot of other things. Lots of other things, but yes. But maybe that's oversimplifying it. I don't know. No, I mean like. Well, yeah, it definitely is oversimplifying it. Well, but totally, like, totally, totally, totally. <laughs> but like, but in terms of like foundational, 
to my like personality and existence. <laughs> no, that's so fair. I mean, I guess like in some important details, I super grew up in the church. Like yeah, that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two super awesome parents that really love God a lot. And that's really cool and fun and a gift. They're such ballers. In their ballerness, <laughs> they <laughs> sent me to camp at yeah. a young age. I went to Canica at K7 as a camper for eight years. First went when I was 11. And it changed my life forever, which is totally an oversimpli- oversimplification. And also, let me not like be unaware of the fact that like it wasn't Canica. It's the spirit of God. I'm about to go back for my third summer on staff. So this is yeah, my... 11th year on leadership <laughs> whoop whoop Ooh, la, la. <laughs> but yes so canna cook super super important to me taught me about scripture yeah. i feel like like if i have to be like hey like what did camp teach me it's like the word of god yeah. it's important it's alive and active sharper than any double-edged sword but also god is too big to be limited to pages into time that i spend with him studying his word yeah but going back dance was really foundational because it taught me a lot well obviously anything that you do for like simply 18 years is gonna teach you a lot but taught me to understand like art and Mm. creativity and the like beauty and the worship that is art god reveals himself in it and like getting to see that when you were talking earlier about just like Canica taught you so much about you know the importance of truth the urgency of like reading Mm. your bible and stuff like that but then you come to college Mm -hmm. what happens it's hard and no one else is doing it i was doing it well that's what okay (laughs) with the exception of you who we were literally attached at the hip at all times we were freshmen 2020 by the way yes so we actually were never not in each other's presence which I mean, looking back, like Audrey, that is one of like so hard, but one of the richest seasons of my life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was so hard, but it was so good. Mm-hmm. And like I just wouldn't trade it. And like the, the things that we did and like the I don't know, just like I still remember sorry to get on this little rabbit hole, no, but go, I still remember the first time that like you that we knelt together and prayed mm. freshman year. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Um <laughs> and 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 just like how that has become kind of like a regular thing Mm. and i am just that is enough to make a grown girl weep for days like (laughs) like you know what i mean and just like dang like just building the foundations of a beautiful castle of friendship and community that just like I wouldn't have known. Mm. Yeah. We came to, I came to school and I was like, dang, it's a just way more worldly than I thought. Mm. Um, B just like hard. And also I came in with these like super rigid black and white truth structures and for like lack of a better word like pharisaical understanding where it's like i had all of this like black and white truth that was scripture yeah and then like had added all of these like additionally this is good this is bad and if you are if i Mm. and if others are not like basically following this to the t then like then we're then like this is sin Mm. Uh, which is (laughs) tough (laughs) tough i mean the the short answer is like god just met me in that 
um, yeah. and wrecked me and was like, hey, sister, hey, girl, <laughs> um, this is this is so much pride. And mm. my freshman, my first semester freshman year was characterized by like depression for mm. the first time in my life after having been like mental health cannot be me <laughs> um, <laughs> um empathy god said empathy. yeah god said here's some empathy <laughs> and was ended up yeah just being depressed because of how honestly disappointed i was by my own expectations and plans not being met perfectly mm. um and yeah. that is that's legitness and mm-hmm. then i remember that I went home for break and our Bible study leader, our small group leader, shout out. She sent me this like poem that basically was talking about like, hey, like for God to sanctify you, you need to like have both feet planted firmly into the ground, like roots deep, Mm -hmm. not asking when it's going to be over but just like mm-hmm. trusting that he'll be faithful uh, and was just like revealing so much to me about myself and about my pride and about how I think I, I thought I knew better mm. than God himself. And that's not an easy thing. To, like, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I mean, like that is alive in me today still, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And I think that that is something that I get to wrestle to mm. the ground for probably my whole life. Yeah. Cause if that ain't the curse of Adam and Eve, I don't know, but basically just like, hey, like God is trying to reveal to you a lot of these really not cute, fun or funny things about yourself. And in order for you to learn them, you need to like plant your roots, dig deep, stop running and asking when it's going to be over and just like let God do the work in you and like Mm -hmm. let him let him wreck you. And like, yeah, yeah. what would you say to like, I don't know, maybe somebody listening who's having a hard time with their freshman year of college? Mm. And it's just, like, not what they expected it mm. to be. <laughs> what would you tell them? This is goofy because you just didn't know this for so long. I was, like, literally ready to transfer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first time LJ told me, I don't I don't know. I don't remember when you told me that, but I was like, huh? Were you, like, really devastated about that? No. Okay, good. I kind of knew. Yeah. Like, I knew. I just, like, I knew you were... You know, I was wrestling. Yeah. I, yeah. like, trusted that you would tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't just go. But, like, I didn't know how, like, ser- like legit Like, the depth of my struggle was. Yeah. 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 I would say that it is so okay if your freshman or even your sophomore yourself is just not live, laugh, loving. Yeah. It is, okay, there's just so many, like, lies and, like, expectations that are just so unfair because it's like everyone's like college should be the best four years of your life and i'm like lord i hope not (laughs) like like, please let it get better please (laughs) let it get better like i would i want to like not that college is bad i love it no it's awesome but like i hope to die like an old woman like rich of days Mm. with lots of delight over the years and not be like ah yes college college was the best of them Like that's sad. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, but yes, I it's okay if it's not all that jazz. And yeah. like it is okay if you're like, I don't have community. Cause I like mm. came in and I was like, I know exactly yeah. what community looks like and I'm gonna find and it. I and I need it like right now. And I need it right yeah. now. And it oddly enough, <laughs> time. Yeah. Uh, as mm. basically everything does. And and just like 
trust that God is too powerful. Like he's just mm. too good and he is just too mighty and just too wonderful. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, he is just too wonderful for the time to be wasted, mm. you know, yeah. and like no nothing, yeah. nothing is wasted in God's economy. It has all been taken up and folded in and necessary truly just trusting that god will be faithful and Mm -hmm. that he will keep his promises yeah there's this beautiful quote from strawn coleman in his commoners communion prayer volume series where he says like god make my mind a storehouse of promises kept Mm -hmm. because i think that that is how we fight the the anxieties of the now and how we fight our discontentment with the season is being like god but your promises are true and they are and they and you will be faithful to them yeah even if your college experience is not everything because my college experience mm. is still just looks nothing like what I thought, what it, you would. thought it would be. Yeah. It doesn't make it bad. Mm. And like, and that's not to say it's like, Oh, it's perfect and excellent. Yeah. Because it's different. It's like, no, it just is different. And like, again, like God's just so faithful and he's just so good mm. and mighty that like, it has to be because if it's for his glory, it's for our good. And so like, we can just trust that. Yeah. And I think, there's also an element of like trusting that like where you are is where God wants you to be. And like believing Mm. that even, even though it might not feel that way. Mm. Like I, (laughs) I think sometimes there are moments in my life where I'm like, yes, I am walking in God's purpose. And then Mm. there are moments in my life where I'm like, "Eh." (laughs) and it's, it's hard because like, obviously you have to be discerning in the fact of like, am am I like in the will of God right now? Am I being obedient? Am I being obedient? But I, I think that like that, that's different than like, if you genuinely, if you genuinely love the Lord and Mm. you want his will to be done in your life, you, you kind of have to believe that where you are is where he wants you to be. No, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Speaking of like will. Oh boy. Tough. I know you said earlier, like you were going to come back to it, but just like mm-hmm. everything that happened with your mom and like, how do you, how do you like wrestle with that? Like something very like mm. health issues are terrible, terrible, but just like, is this is God's will? Like mm. what? Yeah. You know, mm. especially like when, how old were you? 16? I was 15. Bef- Dang. Baby. Baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Can you just like, speak a little bit about that and like how that has impacted like the way you view the love of the lord it came down to the faithfulness of god Mm. and like it came down to like trusting the promises and trusting that he would be good and that he would do what he said he would do and also i will not negate the fact that my parents led so beautifully in that Mm. Um, Mm. my mom like (laughs) literally trust god and be like yeah, I'm, I might not make it, mm. but I have a God that loves me and loves my children. And like, I can trust that. Yeah. And predominantly like watching my dad. Oh, I <laughs> ooh, ooh, watching my dad love and serve my mom and be like, Hey, to whatever end, like sickness and health. And like, we love our God and he will be good. And we don't, we don't know the purpose of this. We don't know, Yeah. but it is cool looking back of like, 
I mean, you and I both really agree that like, I think God's love language is hindsight. It's mm-hmm. just like getting to look back and just be like, he loves us mm-hmm. because of the way that we can like see this now. I love hindsight. Yeah. Mm. It's so good. <laughs> it's so but yeah, but like in hindsight of being like, we are so much closer as a family, mm. all of us, that is like the first big encounter that we had with like what does it mean to trust god even when it's uncomfy yeah and also like what does it look like to like love and serve selflessly Mm. um to love without expectation of gain in return Mm. also getting to watch like our community like rally around us and be like hey how can we love and serve you and i know that that is not everyone's experience in health issues and all the things but i am really grateful that i saw the best of people and i saw the best of my family um and that's not to say that we don't still have really hard things that we have to work through because of it I think like my little bit of encouragement is literally just like and this kind of leads into the biggest point of like Mm -hmm. God loves you Mm. he loves you and he cares for you and like what does it mean to be transformed by the love of our God um not negating his judgment and his wrath and his justice he loves you Mm. and like what does that mean and to live out of that love and to like know that like he cares for me and he does not want pain for my life but in his majesty and in his splendor uses pain to draw me closer to his heart so good i was with i was sitting with friends last night and someone was saying that to be loved is to be changed that's not in the bible word for word but like i think that is a good like summary of what it looks like to let his love wash over you like it's gonna change you it will change your heart it will transform your mind and Mm. like just to believe that a god loves me Mm. b because god loves me i will become more like him Mm little little bit of scripture that like I love and I think and I really clung to in high school is good old Isaiah 43 it says but thus says the Lord who created you O Jacob he who formed you O Israel fear not for I have redeemed you I have called you by name you are mine and then hopping down to verse four because you are precious in my eyes and honored and I love you I did some research uh, a while ago on that verse and that that phrase precious in my eyes is this hebrew word yakar and it's like esteemed highly valued Mm. costly and heavy and i was like i am like god being like i do you know how much i love you like you are like precious in my eyes and esteemed and highly valued and heavy like you hold weight in my world yeah. Like that is what God says of me. Yeah. And it's like to be transformed by that. Like, mm. what does that mean? Mm. Uh, and to like live out of that and not out of like fear and not out of shame, which we can come back to that. Um, but like, what is it? What does it mean? Like to not fear because I've redeemed you. I've called you by name and you are mine. Mm. And like, what does it mean to live in the spirit of adoption? I've been called daughter and I, I'm now a a chosen race and a royal priesthood and I have a beautiful inheritance. Oh, I still remember when that just reminded me when I left 
or I went home for the Halloween weekend freshman year, and that was my favorite. Oh my gosh, that was the dumpy. Oh my, like it's not funny, but no, it's hilarious now. It's hilarious now. It that was just when LJ realized, like, oh, I'm depressed. I'm depressed. (laughs) Um, but I came back, and she had put together this like little. I don't know. I love when you buy me little things from Trader Joe's and like (laughs) give me a little note, but. I think it said you are chosen like a royal priesthood or something. And at yeah. that point, I'd never heard of the phrase a royal priesthood. Mm. And I was like, what does that mean? And just like, I don't know. I feel like even in the past three years, I've learned so much more about. And I still don't really fully understand it. But like just learning more about like what that means mm. is like super cool. It's so cool that we literally get to like, because of the Holy Spirit, we get to enter the Holy of Holies every day yes oh my gosh yeah which talk to me girl talk okay to me, girl <laughs> okay for context i went to new york a few weeks ago and while i was to visit my friend and while i was in new york we went to church on sunday church of the city which we go to church of the city in nashville they also have location in new york and we went and it was one of the best sermons i've ever heard and she talked the person who was speaking talked about the danger of the holiness of god and i do not remember which passage it what like i can't tell you like where this is maybe you know lj but when the guy touches the ark maybe exodus yeah um there's i don't remember his name but he touched they're carrying the ark of Of the the covenant covenant and they've ignored it essentially for 20 years and they've kind of forgotten like what god's rules were to carry this ark and so they just kind of like carried it how they thought they should and they were carrying it the wrong way and because they were carrying it the wrong way it started to stumble and like almost fell and a guy reached out to put his hand on it to stop it from falling and god literally strikes him dead and yeah and so we're sitting in this like church is literally in this like high school room and i'm like oh gosh like how how are we gonna this is tough like how are we gonna get through this one And she just goes on to explain, like, how, like, the holiness of God is dangerous. Mm. Like, he is the God of the universe. And, like, yeah, Jesus is my best friend and all that is Mm. great. But, like, let us not forget, like, how Mm. mighty and holy he is. Maybe I'll find this sermon and link it in the show notes because it's just so good and you guys should listen to it. But she went on to explain how, like, that and the ark right they like put it in the holy of holies so it's this whole tent and you have to like get through so many rooms and only one guy can enter the room once a year once and it's a year, like a huge this deal whole ritual process yeah, yeah. and now <laughs> that literally lives inside of us no and i wake up believe- every day yeah. and it's still there yes. and i'm just vibing like once you accept jesus into your heart like once you accept jesus as your lord and savior the holy of holies lives inside of you come on gospel and we, we forget that mm. like that the same power that raised christ jesus from the dead like lives inside of you that honestly has been transforming the way i just like walk through my days recently mm. because i'm like wherever i go the holy spirit goes whatever whatever yeah. room i enter the holy spirit is in that room yeah. and like that that is making a difference that mm-hmm. is doing something yeah. like well it's like yeah because it's so scripture is so clear like we do not wrestle against flesh and blood yeah you know and like like there are spiritual elements at work so even when i am like doing my thing and walking to class and sitting in a lecture it's like 
this holy spirit which resides in me is like waging war yeah as we just flop around you know (laughs) which is crazy that's so cool so so cool oh wow i love that i love i did i just like it's really sweet because that's just been really impactful for you and i really have loved like seeing Mm -hmm. the way that you've been learning about that and it's been really sweet for me too because i've been learning about it too so something that lj and i have been talking about recently is just like so to, to the question of like what are you wrestling through right now with jesus we've been talking about this concept of like worthiness mm. and how how to wrestle with the fact that like we are washed clean mm. but also we are so broken mm. And what does it look like to just hold those two things in tension? And I know you've been really in that, like kind of in the trenches of that. So Yeah, (laughs) the trenches is right. The trenches. And this is not a, how would you say that we should deal with the fact that we are worthy, but also completely unworthy at the same time? What are you learning? What are your thoughts like right now? No, sure. Gosh, it's so hard. And it's so, okay, I have recently just become aware of the ways in which I hold myself to some pretty high standards. Yeah, let's talk about inner critic. <laughs> like literally fresh on the dome. That's like within the past month. Yeah. I've been understanding that. Um, And basically like, why do I hold myself to this super high standard? And like, what's that about? And then like, but how how do I reconcile this? And talking about like, I hold myself to this super high standard and then I fail and then I feel shame about it in a lot of it and then I'm confused because I'm like is it shame or is it conviction because they're both true yeah because the truth is that like LJ you are the worst like you actually are like you are like dirty and rotten and and actually foul like you're the worst what do you mean by the worst of like i am so broken yeah and i cannot love people well i cannot Mm -hmm. serve people well i cannot on your own yeah well we're getting there sorry um (laughs) uh, (laughs) spoiler alert um (laughs) no of like i cannot be faithful i cannot be obedient i cannot be humble i i can't i am not and that is true and but <laughs> but or semicolon also i have been called daughter and i have been called a friend of jesus and i have been called precious and honored and worthy and beautiful and lovely and made new and they're both true and that is so hard and what does it look like to live out of the truth and the sincerity of both of those things um and that is that's it (laughs) yeah Um, creating me a clean heart and literally i yeah i a couple weeks ago i wept in andre's arms because i said i'm disgusting and i just can't believe how gross i am Mm. and she was like hey so never say that again um she's like so never actually say that ever again and then i sorry leafing through scripture (laughs) and then i read that night i was just like on my knees in prayer and i read good old psalm 51 and oh, i love that psalm well, yeah <gasps> it's what you just quoted oh yeah I- 
Yeah. Yeah. I do that. Sometimes. We're we're all we're one thing we're all trying to grow in is our act being able to like actually know scripture references because we're all bad at it. <laughs> no, we're all also like I'll say things and like it's in the Bible, but like I didn't But she like didn't know that. I didn't well part of me knew that, but like no, while no, I was no. saying it, I was like, I'm gonna say this because like because it's scripture. You're yeah, like, oh, I'm just gonna say it because I think it's applicable and true. And, and then, then I'm like, like oh. and then LJ's like, oh, so that's an Isaiah or Psalm 51. And I'm like, yep. I absolutely <laughs> but then it, like I'll I'll do it to you sometimes but then you you do it to me too anyways but it says burr, 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 burr. um Psalm 51 verse 10 create in me a clean heart O God and renew a right spirit within me cast me not away from your presence and take not your holy spirit from me restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit and then down in verse 17 the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken mm. and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. Yeah. Oh, she wrote me a little sticky note the next morning and it said yeah. a broken and contrite or weary heart. You will not despise. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Cause like God does not think that your heart is disgusting. Yeah. Oh, don't make me cry. Um, yeah. Yes. And that is, I've just been wrestling with it because yeah. it's like, the the fact that does david say this or asap whoever i think yeah it's david david says like created me a clean heart of god because i need one yeah well because it's not clean right now because it's not clean exactly. like it is far from it yeah. actually and so like the truth of the reality is that like girl you need a clean heart mm. and restore right spirit within me like cast me not away from your presence because in this moment i feel far from it and like do not take your holy spirit from me restore to me the joy of your salvation yeah. because i have forgotten you know yeah and like those are all realities of my sin mm. you know yeah but the sacrifices of god yeah. what we bring to the altar what we offer mm. god is a broken and weary heart you yeah. know and he like doesn't despise he it he doesn't loves despise it, it. and he yeah. loves it and that kind of gets into like what I've really, really been learning in all of this, which comes out of Hebrews. And as I've been reading um, Gentle and Lowly by Sir okay. Dana. I Lynch. haven't read it, but I've heard it's really good. It's I, I should read it after you. Yeah, you so should. It's, yeah. I mean, my little notes are all over the place, but I know you loved it. Um, <laughs> but it is talking, first of all, I mean, like, if you're just listening to this and you're like, I don't really, like, super love reading my Bible or really know what the Bible says, you should read specifically Romans and Hebrews. Mm -hmm. Because especially if you're someone who, like me, wrestles with these really high standards and then, like, being disappointed and ashamed of yourself, specifically Hebrews, because it's like, hey, there was this old law that you were once required to, like, uphold, and now you just don't. Yeah, Hebrews <laughs> is so good. I feel like Hebrews is kind of underrated. It sometimes. is underrated. It's so gas. Anyways, all right. Um, so verse or er, chapter twelve. Ready? I have most of this memorized. Here we go. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, get this, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and sits at the right hand of the throne of God. The Ooh. joy. The joy of the Lord. Uh, yeah. Stop and clap, everyone. Here we go. Um, <laughs> 
like what do you think when I you don't, hear that wait can you read the first part again yeah um since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us also lay aside every weight mm, and sin which yeah. clings so closely and run the race with endurance yeah yeah i i think that i was literally praying about that this morning just like because in our bible study right now for context we're reading um nothing to prove nothing to prove by jenny allen and she was talking about like what it looks like to run the race and like mm. pick up people like realize where you are like are you sitting on are are you sitting on the sidelines like Mm. tired of running are you running strong are you like thinking about getting back in the race like where are you at and if you're running and if you're running like with endurance just like yeah being aware of that and like being consistent in that and also like keeping your eyes open to the people in your life maybe people in your community who may have stopped running or are like really really tired and like just remind them that like no this is why we're running like don't go weary from running the race because the race is for discipline and it's Mm. for to to know god yeah because you're adopted and because you're a daughter yeah go read hebrews 12 go read hebrews 12 anyways my thoughts is what I'm what I'm really understanding is um the joy that our savior takes in relieving my pain and my shame. Yes. Dog, that's all. Like huh? <laughs> Yeah. That oh my gosh, like beginning beginning to understand that is like actually just changing my whole world right mm. now um praise god jesus delights in in getting to do what he came here for for the joy that was set before him he endured hit the mm. cross like he endured like murder and shame and pain like literally the worst yeah. of deaths because it brought him joy to think that it could restore him to me mm. you know mm-hmm. and like or restore me to me to him there it is no. like that's that's really what i've been learning a lot is like worthiness is like it was never on me in the first place yeah you know mm-hmm. and like it is still so complicated because it's like yeah like i am broken and i am so like i am a sinner and like and not in the like oh i sin but in like no like i'm i'm the worst like the thoughts that are that are in my head the things that i enact like are terrible Mm. but i'm also called daughter Mm. and like beloved and like precious and chosen and all these things and it's like lord like i don't know how to do this and it's like well you need to understand that like he didn't do it out of obligation he did it out of joy and out of love and that like he wants to take my burdens from me because it is his joy to do so that is like the very heart of him is to is to redeem and to heal like he is jehovah rapha he is adonai Roy. like he's the god who heals and the god who sees like and he has always wanted to do that and that yeah. doesn't negate the fact again that he is just and mm. that he will like bring his wrath his holy wrath down upon those who do not know but it also like those things don't diminish his compassion Mm. and like oh my gosh and then first peter 5 is says humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god very like um 
uh, like rigid, uh, truthful, this is the thing language. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that at the proper time he may exalt you. And then it says, out of humility, casting your cares upon him and your anxieties upon him because he cares for you, not because it's the right thing to do and it's the like perfect and like correct thing to Mm. do, but because he cares and he wants to bear it. Yeah. Like he loves me. Yeah. Like we, we don't have to bear the weight of our brokenness. Right. And it's like, he is not waiting for me to like get it together enough to like then come before him. Like it is his joy and his delight because he cares and he literally loves me so much Mm. that he wants to. Yeah. And like it like yeah. it is a joy to Christ to alleviate my pain, sin, shame and suffering, you know, and like I and that's just hard for me to understand. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. And that's OK. That's OK. But that's literally like, hey, like what you've been thinking about these days. That's what I've been thinking about. Yeah. That's so good. Just like how like the joy like reframes everything. Yeah literally and it's like and i mean we we have talked about this i think since our first week as roommates is like and what we what we wrestled with for the name like as i was trying to help audrey figure out the name of this podcast podcast, is like this knife's edge yeah you know Mm. is this like these both things both of these things yeah are true true. and you're just kind of like sitting there with both of them with both of them and like in and and they're both of equal weight Mm. like like there are probably there have been and i believe that there will be times in my life where like i need to to remember god's might and his justice and his wrath because that again he is so holy that like touching that power kills someone and raises someone from the dead yeah and it's like and i need to remember that Mm -hmm. and i need to Mm -hmm. like be conscious Mm -hmm. of that and then and right now i'm in a season of understanding kind of the flip side of that same coin of like he is compassionate and he is near and he is gentle and he is lowly and he is kind and he cares yeah you know and they're both true jesus is my best friend jesus is my best friend but (laughs) but also lord of all but also a kind big brother and a good father Mm. and like and that's the thing yeah sing it (laughs) um but yeah and like you continue in hebrews 12 and it's literally just like ruthless and it's like my son do not regard lightly the discipline of the lord not nor be weary when reproved by him for the lord disciplines the one he loves and Mm. chastises every son he receives um, it's for discipline that you have to endure because God's treating you as sons. Um, for what is a son? For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, um, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. You know, like that's whew, yeah. okay. But yeah. also, it says right before that, for the joy, for the joy, mm. he does it. Yeah, you know, dang nuts. That's nuts. nuts. And yeah, like just like going back to Luke eleven. Mm. Um, when it's just talking about like, it talks about giving good gifts and like fault. Yeah. Father, yeah. That just like reminded me of that. Luke 11, 11 says, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake 
instead. Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. Mm. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will Uh, your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Literally read it and weep. Like read it and weep. Read it and weep. Mic drop. Yeah. I mean, and then like we stay talking about Psalm 139. Um, which is literally like Oh, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Like wonderful of your works. My soul knows it very well. Of like I like like he like he loves me and like he knows where I sit down and where I stand up and like he knit me together in my mother's womb out of like love and delight Mm. um and then getting to also hold that with with what what this podcast is is that these they're too wonderful for me yeah and we can't understand them never fully and that is like heaven yeah and that is like a grant that is not cause for fear like that's cause for like excitement and adventure of like and i get yeah like we get to look at like 60 years hopefully ish or not god willing willing, of just like getting to understand this beautiful story that is god and his character and that like that is fun and that is like cause for excitement and delight yeah um dang to yeah to not be able to reach the finish line yeah you know (laughs) i just i just had a thought imagine if i'm still doing this podcast in 60 years oh my gosh that'd be crazy (laughs) oh my gosh what if we just get to like go back and listen i i will cry no yeah we will oh my gosh live on the internet forever yeah it's a little scary (laughs) (laughs) i audrey i hope that we one day get to listen to this as some grannies and just be like it's funny because we were so short-sighted in this mm. way and still Hindsight. yes but like still so full of truth in this way yeah oh yeah and that's just fun yeah and i love doing life with you i love doing life with you too okay well if you're still listening thanks for listening to us ramble the whole time literally <laughs> and um this is what it's like to be on our couch this is what it's like to be on our couch seriously Go follow the podcast at It's Too Wonderful Pod on Instagram and keep a lookout for the next episode, which will be coming out next week. Thanks for listening and go have a good day. Go look for your starfish. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. (laughs)